part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOMs. To see if they get a puff or a pass from us in season two. Here for you, Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. Back like we never left at all. Yeah, we're back. We're w- back. What has been going on? Yeah, what we missed. Okay, so like a whole civil rights movement. Yeah, there was a lot of civil rights going on. Um... Still, continued police brutality. Continued, it's like really it hasn't been an changed. unbroken chain for four hundred years. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Um, mm. What else happened? Oh, there's the virus that's been killing everyone. Oh there's, yeah. There's more of it than when we decided that we needed to stop stuff because it was killing everyone. Yeah. Oh, the global pandemic that's going on outside. Yeah, that, that's pretty wild. <laughs> also. If global pandemic response was a sport, mm-hmm. America would be doing as well as the American men's soccer team, which is to say, fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, so that's going on. Yeah, like, that's been taking up so much. And then the election news, it's just been really overwhelming. And so we haven't really, we needed a break. We just needed yeah. some time. Um, yeah, and it yeah. was good for us, I think. Did a we like are in, we are invigorated. Reinvigorated. Yeah, we went on a nice little trip. We uh, went to a socially distanced cabin. In the socially distanced woods. In the middle of nowhere in New York. Exactly. And that was nice. It was like so nice to get away. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, the podcast dog is back. Mm-hmm. Getting back to her nature roots, saw some deer and oh, shit. Oh yeah, she was like it about it. She didn't want to come home. In the woods. <laughs> yeah, and oh, what else happened? Hmm. Oh, I the, a couple of days ago, I got on one knee. Uh huh. And I asked Wiggles if she oh, would like to be my wife. And what did I say? You said that you would think about it, depending on how this podcast goes. So I really need you guys to share this with your friends and relatives. Because if we can get this... Is this a way that we're, like, getting followers? If we can get this to 50 plays, then she will agree to marry me if we get it to 100 then it won't be a Skype marriage. Well, okay, so that's not really how it went down, but now that you say that, maybe I should have said that. Maybe I should have been like, no, make work for it. Work for it. <laughs> no, I said yes. <laughs> yeah, she said yes, which, I mean, maybe she should have called her agent. <laughs> um, but she did say yes. Yeah, and so we're engaged. And we're going to get married at some point. And, you know, who knows? This year's know. been crazy. Like, I think we always had an idea of what our wedding would look like, and now it's now it's like... Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know? I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. No. Remember, remember last month when there was fireworks? Remember that? 
<laughs> that just ended. Yeah, there's there was fireworks for a month and a half, and it was insane. And, they didn't, and, they just and stopped. then stopped. Yeah, it was now crazy. now the president's just like picking up people off the street, putting mm-hmm. them in vans. Oh God, I can't even talk about that. Hold on, Listen. let me have a drink of water. Yeah, I mean federal agents just like doing that. I don't know. I don't even want to get into that shit right now. That shit's scary. Yeah. yeah. It's all That's to like say that twenty twenty is going to be and we don't, Like, are they federal agents? We don't fucking know. No. They could just be dudes who bought shirts jer- yeah, to save which police on You them. know you can buy shit like that on the internet. So, you know, <laughs> in any case, yeah, let's terrifying. talk about the laughy, laughy fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So. Let's talk about, like, the white-collar crime, because that's really what our movie appears yeah. about. Okay, so let's preface this by saying this is actually not a DCOM. This so, isn't an original DCOM, no. This is not a Disney Channel original movie. This not a Disney is just Channel. A, this is just a Disney original movie. Yes. Um, and it came out on the big screen in 1994, and... It we we just I had I don't remember this movie actually and I am very into TikTok and I saw someone TikTok about it and I was like we need to review this it sounds fucking wild so this <laughs> week's <laughs> it was this week's episode is not a decom but is just as worthy of review which is blank check blank check <laughs> and I know there are a lot of people out there who saw blank check growing up. And remember it. I did not see it. Or at least I don't remember it. My mom probably did not let me watch a movie like this. Blank Check was so much fun because it was about a kid who got a million dollars and he could eat all the ice cream he wants. He embezzled a million dollars. And like live in a mansion. And like what would you do if you got a million dollars and like nobody could tell you what to do? (laughs) Turns out a lot of problematic shit happened in this movie. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it because it. it was really good. So I'm gonna take another so, sip of water. Okay. So this movie, while not being a decom, is indicative of two of the major themes of season one of Mickey Mouse Greenhouse, which will be, if you're a true fan, if you're a true fan, which you remember, are basically one, the '90s were absolute garbage, and two, Disney dads were trash. Yes. And we really have some high grade. 90s shenanigans mm-hmm. and a really garbage father. Yeah. Oh god, so garbage. So, let's get into it. This movie starts off with a scene of a big stormy night and there's a man who uses a welding torch in the rain to open like a garbage bag to a big bag of cash. Yeah. And he he runs off. Then we transition into meeting our main character, who is Preston, an almost 11-year-old who lives with his mom, dad, and his two brothers, Damien and Ralph. All Preston wants for his birthday is to get his own room, but his asshole older brothers need to use it as like a storage slash office space for their up-and-coming business. Because of that business, their dad got them a computer, but Preston has to show his brothers how to use it, which involved some, like, very close-up shots of just, like, putting an outlet in the wall and, like, hooking up a speaker. <laughs> putting in the floppy disk. Yeah. Yeah, he put in a floppy disk. And he has to show his brothers how to plug it in. Um, he then goes to 
birthday party of his classmate. So Preston goes to a birthday party, and this kid is named Butch. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So there's one thing that we have to preface that is really important. Okay. So the reason that Preston's father gives away his bedroom is because his brothers have started a business, Mm -hmm. and even though they have no computer know-how whatsoever, they've given this business plan to his father... And Mr. Like Ain Randian father over here is just like, hey, if you want to keep your bedroom, like, why don't you like start a business, eleven year old? And that's really like the crux of the issue with him is like he thinks his dad's an asshole, like rightly so. Yeah, I mean, this is where we get our yeah problematic missing dad that we were talking about. Yeah, so. Yes, that happens. Then he goes to the birthday party of his classmate, but not friend, named Butch, who is a wild asshole. And he really is. Preston's parents only gave him enough money for six tokens to spend at like this carnival amusement park place, and like that's nothing. Like he and only gets six tokens. Like Fifty six. Yeah, so he can't go on like these cool rides and stuff. He uses, like, one of his tokens to get a fucking cotton candy, and even that got, like, splashed on by a water ride. He gets home, and he's just straight up to ask his parents. He's like, yo, are we poor? And they're like, no, we're not poor. We're just, like, money conscious. And so his birthday is around the corner. He he gets a card from his grandma, and his grandma forgot to put in the amount. And she so gave we gave him a blank a blank check. check. <laughs> and his dad, being the asshole that he is, is like, "Well, what'd she give you last year? Ten dollars for your tenth birthday. I'm, I'm gonna give you eleven dollars for your eleventh birthday." And Preston's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, with interest, like you, you'll be a millionaire soon enough, or like some bullshit." Like his dad is like a dick, and so he writes his check for eleven dollars. Yeah. First of all. His dad is a dick. He's like, you're like, this $11 is going to get you some money, like, with interest. And so, one, his kid being super smart puts it into a computer and realizes that, like, that $11 is going to, like, make him a millionaire in, like, a hundred lifetimes. Like, it's not really going to make him a millionaire. Two, he still even does go to the bank with his $11 check. And that's where we're introduced to Quigley. Now, Quigley is the man who stole the briefcase with the... Yeah, in the storm. In the storm and earlier. And Quigley is... Quigley was breaking out of jail. And he goes to the bank and meets Beatrice. Oh, had he broken out of jail? Is that what happened? So Quigley was sent to jail because Bitterman ratted him out. So Quigley Biederman. Biederman, excuse me. So Biederman so Quigley threatens Biederman into laundering the money that Quigley got, this rainy day fund, laundering it so he can flee the country. And Biederman agrees even though he really doesn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And Quigley says he's going to send a guy tomorrow with a check to pick up the first installment of the money. So while this is happening in Biederman, the bank manager's office, Preston, our eleven-year-old protagonist, is at the check. As at and the he teller looks desk. like an eleven-year-old. He looks super eleven years old. <laughs> He's, so Preston has his eleven-dollar check, 
and he goes up to the bank teller and meets this very attractive bank teller named Shay Stanley. Shay Stanley. Da-da. And immediately <laughs> Preston is feeling the feelings that, that 11-year-old boys may not know how to describe yet. It was so <laughs> awkward. He was so awkward, but he definitely had a thing for Miss Stanley. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... His dickhead dad didn't give him enough money for him to actually make a bank account. No. So, his cheesecake dad literally gave him a worthless check. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't have enough to open an account, so he couldn't deposit Yeah, so he just has a, a piece of paper that says he's owed $11 into a checking account that doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and since oh, he doesn't God. have enough money, you know, she tells him... Just come back when you have enough money and look for me. But on his way out, Butch, his this wild asshole we were talking yeah. about before, he's of an 11-year-old kid, he's a dickhead, steals this $11 check, which, again, worthless. <laughs> but steals this check, and Preston has to chase Butch through the parking lot on his bikes. And as they're uh, running, uh, I hate, Preston uh, I falls hate. off his bike... And just narrowly avoids getting run over by Quigley as he leaves the bank. Yeah. And so Quigley, being the dickhead that he is, tries to in, tries to intimidate. Uh, and to be Preston clear, to, like it was giving me a, lo- a lot of anxiety. And like, just so you know, Preston is not hurt. He is just shaken up. Yeah, Preston is he wasn't hurt, hurt. But Quigley does run over his bike, so his bike is totaled. Yeah. And so. Preston is intimidated. He just wants to run away. But Butch, again, wild asshole, is instigating the situation and tells uh, Quigley, like, hey, you owe him money. That you should you should uh, pay him a settlement so that he'll leave. And so Quigley is scribbling out a check with his and puts a signature on it when the cops show up. Yeah. And Quigley, being an escaped uh, convict, Quigley just, like, Gives the blank check to Preston and runs off and tells him, hey, your dad don't know what to do with this. Just give it to your dad. That's funny because I didn't realize, because I didn't realize he like escaped prison. I didn't realize that's why he was like running from the cops. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes some more sense. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. You know, that's why we watch the movies. We try to catch this thing. <laughs> I know. And so here's where we get into, you know, a little light check fraud. Uh, Preston, who is a computer whiz, yes. scans this check with it that's already been signed and mm-hmm. types in a dollar amount. And he was at first thinking small potatoes, like a thousand dollars. But then he was just like, you know, swing for the fences and puts and forges himself a million dollar One check. One million dollars. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. (laughs) Yes. So, the next day, Preston takes his check and he goes back to the bank. But, in a twist of events, he does not see Miss Stanley. He gets an old lady bank teller who, like, snuffed it out and was like, Huh? You think you're a clever kid? Well, follow me. She takes him upstairs to Biederman. Don't forget, we met Biederman, right? So, so she takes him upstairs to Biederman and is like, look at 
this boy and she's like he has a check for a million dollars and he's like ha this fucking kid and he takes the check and as the bank teller is standing there and Preston is there he he sees that it's signed by Quigley and we remember that Quigley had given Biederman all this cash and said that someone would be in tomorrow to pick it up he'd send one of his guys and who walks in with a check signed by Mr. Quigley? None other than Preston. This shit's getting real, folks. So, because... <laughs> Mr. Biederman kicks this fucking teller out. He's like, you get out. You get out right now! <laughs> and he, stuffs, he starts... He opens a vault. And he starts stuffing Preston's... I'm getting so animated. He starts stuffing Preston's backpack with cash. And Preston is like, holy fucking shit. Preston is like, yo, I did not think that this would work. And he like runs out, like Biederman like shoves him out. And he like runs out with this backpack of cash and he goes smack right into Juice. And who is Juice? Tone Lock. Don't look! Oh no! Oh, I don't know who this one is. Oh, no. oh no! Shit! Oh no! Clutch, you do want to take the ring back? <laughs> that, was, that was the Bob Becky move right there. Oh, Shit! I'm sorry. I don't know who he is. Oh, I didn't want to say because I knew you loved him. But it came oh, out. Tone Loke has an iconic voice. Okay, so he runs into Tone Loke. He runs into Juice, <laughs> who is iconically played by Tone Loke. Quigley has actually sent juice, juice to pick up this cash. So they smack. They fall to the floor. Or Preston falls to the floor. And Juice is like, what the fuck, kid? Like, get your ass up and go. Right? And, and Preston's like wide-eyed. He like runs out. And Juice goes in to the office with Biederman and is like, yo, Quigley sent me. I'm here for the cash. And Biederman's like, yeah. Uh, what about your friend? Like, he's like, what friend? The little kid who just took all the money. What do you mean, the little kid who just took all the money? And Biederman realizes that he just gave this kid a million dollars worth of cash for someone who is not intended, who it was not intended for. And Juice is here ready to mess shit up. Why did he say mess shit up, fuck shit up? He's really about to fuck shit up. Yeah, like, he's Juice is here to get a million dollars. That million dollars is not here. Mm-hmm. Apparently that million dollars is the hand of an 11-year-old who is running down the street. Yes. And so Preston immediately is like, okay, this house that I house, saw for sale cash. earlier, I'm buying it. For way over asking price. Yeah, and, and I'm just gonna like make up an alias. Yeah. And he like call he calls and like buys his house over the phone and yeah, so he starts moving in and, and like he gets a driver, this man named Henry. And we get our first montage of like first of like five. Like this movie was so full of montages. Usually it's like a two to three montage per movie. This was, like, easily five. This was all montage. And and so he goes on a shopping spree, 
and then he lies to Henry and he tells him that this money is from a guy named Macintosh who didn't have a childhood and essentially wanted to like pay a kid to have a childhood for him which is like really pedophile type of shit yeah so right? Neverland Ranch yes yes so, that's what I was thinking too so Preston is using this alias of Macintosh this repressed child who wants Preston to have all of this fun spending all of this money yeah uh, like very like people. sugar baby in like a literally um, sugar baby <laughs> and so as Preston is spending more and more time being Macintosh or mm-hmm. you know being in that world mm-hmm. his parents start to notice and ask him who Macintosh is and what he's doing and he's able to brush them off essentially by saying that hey you told me to get a job and I am and I'm a child prostitute to a man I made up in my head. (laughs) Basically, because his father is an intellectual checkmate with an 11-year-old, he just decides, yeah, no, that makes sense. I told you to get a job. It's so weird. You have one. I'm not going to ask any more questions. (laughs) Um, We learn later that Shay is not actually a bank teller, but she's Mm -hmm. an undercover agent. Ooh who has been spying on Bitterman to find out about all of his money laundering. Yeah. So she shows up at the mansion and Preston is, of course, awestruck. He's like, basically, like, my wife just walked in here and wants to talk to Macintosh, of course. Yeah. Because she's an adult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she wants to talk to Macintosh and get to know him and find out who works for him and because she's really desperate to get leads on this case she agrees to a pre-meeting date with Preston so that Preston can vet her for Macintosh yeah this movie this is the best interpretation of events okay yeah so the things that we're going to discuss next are a little weird right because we're going to be talk about what looks like an older woman preying on like a prepubescent boy and it gets weird is this my part no this is my part okay okay but i do think that this like disclaimer is kind of important it's weird it's weird it really is kind of a like what I say, like the '90s are trash. Like, in, there's no way that anybody today would film this movie this way without complicating these disgusting. issues. But yeah. in 1994, <laughs> this is how it went down. <laughs> Preston, 11 years old, tells his family at dinner that he has a meeting with Macintosh and. <laughs> That Macintosh is interested in some investment plan that his dad is working on. And plan 442. Huh? Plan 442. Plan 442. And suddenly his dad does not give a shit about any Mm-mm. negative implications that he had about Macintosh. Doesn't care about the fact that neither he nor his wife has met Macintosh. Mm-mm. And doesn't care that all three of his children are working for Macintosh. Nope. 
Uh, his dad is suddenly on board and yep. wants Macintosh reviewing his work. And yeah, God. And after this, <laughs> Preston uh. again, still eleven, meets with Shay, a whole grown ass woman, <laughs> who's in the FBI. Who's in the FBI? Had dinner where she's wearing a very seductive red dress. Uh, and I, and I would normally not like to use words like a red seductive dress. But yeah, but she but knew she like, was going to this yeah, game with a child. Yeah, um, yeah, it was weird. They have a lovely evening together, mm-hmm. including a montage of them dancing through a fountain. Mm-hmm. They both get soaked again. Playing in a fountain. She's like, I haven't had this much fun in years. This is a very weird. Yeah, she's like dripping. He's like looking at her like with like heart emoji eyes. So, as this is all happening, Mm -hmm. Juice and Quigley track down Preston. Yeah. And spot them in the fountain, but can't get to them. And so Preston and Shay end up heading to the limo where Henry, the limo driver, is waiting for them and is basically like, gives him a good big noise. Yeah, um, it was gross. Absolutely very gross. <laughs> <laughs> and Preston tells her that he, that, excuse me, that Macintosh is having a birthday party on Friday. Which is really his birthday. Which is really Preston's birthday. And that he would like for for Shay to come. And, and gives her the necklace. I forgot to write gives this her, Yeah, it gives her a necklace. A heart. A heart necklace. At this point, Preston is blowing money fast. Like, he doesn't... He's, he doesn't know how much money he has, but he's spending... He like, installed, like, a golf cart truck at his house. Like, like he's like, got, like, a whole gaming home setup. Home theater like, system. Every yeah. every nineties thing, those inflatable sumo suits, like yeah. he had those. That's a very nineties thing. He had that. Yeah, he had um, like all this. He had like a bowling alley or something. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um, and anyway, because Shay was, you know, a whole grown woman with a water slide. Sorry. Yeah, a giant water slide. Yeah. His house was mostly water slides. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because she was eager to track down this lead, she decided she was going to attend this birthday party, which mm-hmm. Preston began to plan as if a, you know, grown man would actually want certain things that a kid would want at his party. Yeah, it okay. was cringy. So, we have more montages of Preston spending money, but he's starting to feel, like, alone by himself. He's starting to have, like, he has no one to sumo with, and you know, he he tries to feel like he wants to feel like a normal kid again. So he goes to the park one day. And while he's at the park, he's spotted by Juice, Quigley, and Biederman. Which leads to an epic car bike chase. Like, there's a lot, like, which is another montage. It's like montage after montage. And they don't catch Preston. They actually get, like, into an accident. But they do see Butch, his Preston's classmate. They see Butch on the way home. And they fucking like kidnap him. And so meanwhile, Preston starts planning this epic birthday party. And his brothers who are like now also working for Biedermans. For, or, uh, sorry. 
for Macintosh slash Preston. Like, his brothers are telling him that Shay, like, they know he's so excited for her to come. And they're like, yo, all she's is a gold digger. And he doesn't know what that means. And they're like, she's just after Macintosh's money. And yeah, again, the 90s are fucking garbage. Yeah, it was so weird. And, and... Preston is like heartbroken because he had never heard of this before and he was like no she loves me the party starts and there are all these these people there that Preston doesn't know who like these people who showed up for Macintosh and are just trying to like be close to his money and Preston's not feeling it and this party planner who had already stolen 10k from him like, like literally like just took it out of his hand yeah she gives Preston this invoice and she says this is uh, and he's like blown away it's like a hundred thousand dollars and and she's like oh sweetie like for me you and me it looks like a lot like but for Macintosh he spends money like this all the time like this is just a party right and he's like fuck and he runs upstairs and he goes to his office and he's running his numbers on his computer and he realizes he is broke he not he's not even just broke He's in he's red. A, he's $300,000 in the hole. Mm-hmm. So he had a million dollars and he spent $1.3 million. Yeah, he fucked up. And so it was at this point that his father <laughs> enters his life. And this is like the moment where the dad tries to be redeeming and it still isn't working out. Because this dad is, like, talking to Macintosh, like, behind this big chair. And he's like, would you mind sending Preston home tonight? It's his birthday. And I I know you, you what you see in him, because I see myself in him. And, you know, he's a good boy. And, and it was just, like, so fucking weird. And he's like, anyway, thanks, Macintosh. And he, like, walks out. And... And Preston yells, Dad! But Dad had already left. And but, Preston realizes he's all alone. And he fucked is, up. But, like, I can't... And, and we're gonna circle back to this, but I can't help thinking that in this moment, mm-hmm. his dad had to realize that through some <laughs> mysterious reason, his, fa- his son came into... At least a million dollars worth of credit. Yeah. Yeah. And he felt that, like, this was a moment that he needs to just, like, pat him on the back and let him figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this dad? It's crazy. Anyway. I just need to pause really quick. Can you just look out the window? It's like the most beautiful sunset. (sighs) It's gorgeous. It's so pretty, right? It is. I pretty. like see it. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm like emotional about some sunsets sometimes. But yeah. So he like walks out of the office so sad and he like see oh wait, first of all, Shay finds him in the office and he's like she's like, I need to speak to Macintosh and he's like, I he he left. He's he's not here anymore. He's not good for his money you know and it's like yeah it's this whole thing it's like weird and people have to start leaving the party so Preston you know eventually has to come clean and tell people that 
you know, that the lie that he's going to go with is the truth, which is that Macintosh is gone, <laughs> and he left it without the money to pay the bills, and everything goes to shit. For some reason, the party planner gets her weave pulled out, yeah. um, but everybody, like, like packs up their shit and leaves, because nobody met uh, Macintosh, and no one gave a damn who Preston was. While everyone is gone, the only people who want to deal with Preston are Juice, Quigley, and Peterman. And they show up, and after a short chase... Um, montage. Another montage. Another <laughs> montage. They catch... They're able to catch Preston, but before anything bad's happened to him, Shay and the rest of the FBI bust in. Yeah. Arrest them all red-handed. Yeah. And... And yeah. And, uh, in... Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> Quigley, in some twist of fate, says yeah. that he's back in touch. It's so stupid. And then they arrest him for the check fraud that, that the kid did. But that I'm, like, getting a frontal headache right now. Just because, thinking about how stupid like, this kid, was. <laughs> if the kid committed the fraud, then the fraud would... Then if he's... It doesn't matter. He it's stupid. Arrested. It doesn't make sense. There's like it doesn't make any sense. Man goes back to jail. Yeah. Um, Preston is chatting up Shay after mm-hmm. everyone gets arrested, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Yo, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to be rich, and you know, I wanted people to care about me and to be important, and I wanted you to like me." And she said, "You know, I did like you, but you know, we're not on the same page, but you know." Holler at me in in six years, which would make him seventeen. No, first she's like, call me in nine years, and he's like, seven, and she says eight. You know, it's like one of those things where they were like, they were negotiating like when they could hit each other up, and then she proceeds this whole grown-ass federal agent proceeds to kiss this 11-year-old child on his lips as, like, a goodbye present, which I imagine, like, his his dick is hard to this day. It was really cringy. The 90s yeah. were trash. It was so gross. Um, Preston goes back to his house, apparently, because white dad. people get in trouble for crime. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and, they do not. And, and that's it. He has a birthday party later, and yeah. blows up his candles, and he wishes for. And he was like, he was like, I have everything that I need right here, and then he like sees a picture of Shay. And that's also. And he's like, he you can see him saying in his head, "I wish for her." And that's how this problematic ass movie ends on a high note. <laughs> yeah. So, Woo. Yeah, that was like that was like a workout. I feel like my heart rate is, is accelerated. It was Jeez. so fucking stressful. Wow, twenty six <laughs> years ago, but the ancient fucking past. Yeah, y'all. How does it hold up wild. in twenty twenty? Nineteen ninety four was wild, yo. It was fucking wild. <laughs> I was, I was a toddler. Could you imagine? Like this movie was out in theaters. Yeah. No. Like, you had to, like, buy a ticket for this. Like, get popcorn oh, and shit. Like, yeah. Oh, this, fuck. This, and you know what's so gross what I'm thinking out. about? This, like, think about how many, like, potential child predators went to go, like, watch this movie. I like, mean, uh, 
It's so gross. It it really doesn't hold up. It's the opposite of hold up. Like honestly, like on the second watch through, I was just. It's like, a movie that just wouldn't get made today. It wouldn't get made. No. Because like honestly, I feel like there's no way to watch it without being like. Whoever wrote or directed this movie really is okay with, like, some pretty blatant pedophilic themes. This is really, like, a like a Lolita-type story with a oh, little boy. Oh, yeah. Like, it really is. It's so gross. But it's, it really is, though. And I yeah. know that, like, it's framed as, like, she's undercover, but, like... Like her goodbye to him is but, like, like kiss on the lips. Yeah. Like, it was very clear that they were like playing up a romantic angle. It was gross. Like, That's enough. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. That, the nineties were trash. <laughs> also, his dad was by far the worst Disney dad because yeah. he was like, he was just like super libertarian. Like, look. If you're bringing in money, then why do I have the authority to tell you shit as a yeah. parent? Uh. Basically. <laughs> and, like, everything that his brothers did. Oh, did you add all this stuff? Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice. Boom. Look at you. Sorry. I was thinking. Look I'm at you. Thanks, babe. I'm part of the process here. That's but my yeah. fiance, y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, his dad sucked. His dad was, like, this... You know, Atlas shrugged ass jerk who really didn't care that his 11 year old didn't feel represented in the family because he was five years younger than his brothers and his dad was basically bullying him for being like unable to enter the workforce. <laughs> and yeah. even at that, like his dad didn't learn anything. His dad watched his son get at least three hundred thousand dollars in credit lose it yeah and then just like walk off like hey you got it yeah so he was bad he He was was the worst and And his mom was was, just like non-existent it was like like, yeah it was weird the woman who got her weave ripped out i was just like that was so fucking like unnecessary yeah so that was another thing that i noticed and just like the whole thing about like ripping out like a black woman's hair that like is disgusting so there were a lot of characters that were that their personality was stereotypes like there wasn't anything more about them like biederman like it's a jewish or at least jewish Mm -hmm. form name Mm -hmm. he's a banker Mm -hmm. he's a money launderer Mm -hmm. he's a police informant Mm -hmm. like wow i didn't even think about that like that's like this like his entire character is a stereotype. Like this is why I like it when we like just talk about this shit like on the podcast. I like how we don't really talk about it beforehand. Yeah, and like, like Juice so much is like right he's now. a rapper. He's mm-hmm. a thug. Like he's you know he doesn't care about like being like misogynistic or violent against kids and, or women. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Or women. And and like Quigley, it's just like a mafia-like stereotype. Just, mm-hmm. like, a misogynist. Like, all of these things. And I get it. That they're supposed to be villains. Mm-hmm. But... They're the, the most obvious villains. These villains is just, yeah. like, hey, like, these people are bad. Like, mm-hmm. act like these people. Mm-hmm. Because then, by contrast, like, the protagonists are just, like, you know, pretty Anglo white people who, even yeah. though they do very problematic shit throughout the white whole movie, crime. 
it's never presented as anything more than just like a shrug off thing like uh-huh. that's check fraud like that's not like something that just became illegal because like it wasn't like some crime that didn't like just wasn't made up yet because the internet exists he wasn't yeah. like super duper clever like he forged a check <laughs> like his his father like put an 11 year old out of his bedroom on a whim because like his his like yeah because his other kids had a harebrained idea like his it was kid, called like Foot and Mouth Incorporated or something. Yeah, like his kid and foot and couldn't mouth work, and so he told him like, yeah, like he gave him like the recourse of like basically get a job for a kid who can't work. Like when his grandma gave him a blank check, his cheap ass dad gave him eleven dollars. Like he couldn't even start a bank account. Like a reasonable person would be like, hey, let me call grandma. Maybe she wanted him to start a bank account. Like hey, she wanted to raise two hundred dollars. Yeah, you like gave him eleven dollar check. Like you're cheap with other people's money. It was a very weird movie. And then of course, like overarching is that like they have this female character who's mm-hmm. very obviously supposed to be the leading lady, mm-hmm. but you can't have a leading lady in this movie. And it's like it's very obvious that like whoever these people were, like, pick this model and she's going to be the thing that's going to bring in the adults. But what are you doing with her? Ugh, and yeah. that's what they're doing with her. The worst possible thing that they can do with her. <laughs> that's God, it, this folks. Movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. There were so many montages. Like, I feel like we were telling you guys, there was like montages like every five to ten minutes. It was like sometimes there were back to back montages. It was just stupid. Yeah. But. All of that being said, what would you give this movie, KK? Man. We haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about this. I wanted to almost give it a Bill Clinton, but I got a pass. I feel like, which is hard for me because I really remember watching this movie as a kid. I feel like we rented it. Can Can I rebut a little bit, but in the same vein? I almost would give it a puff for that very reason. Because I feel like this is a movie that is a true relic of the past. This is a movie that would just simply not get made anymore. And so for that reason why I hate it so much and how problematic it is, like, you need to watch it. I feel like if you're... Does that make sense? To a degree, right? Like, if you're, like, born in 1994, mm-hmm. or, like, even, like, later, right? Like, you're yeah. a younger zillennial or whatever. Like, you're born... <laughs> zillennial? I don't know what these terms are. <laughs> if you're part of the generation who thinks that, like, Friends was really good, like, this is what you need to watch. Because, like, this is what 90s TV was. No, I think this is, like, younger than that. I, I think, like... Like, whatever group of people who feels like the 90s were, like, hip and trendy, the 90s were trash, dude. Like, oh, you mean, like, this current, is, like, Gen yeah. Zers? Like the, the current group of people who believe that the 90s were cool, like, this is a 90s-ass movies for you. Like, the 90s were hot garbage in all the ways that you believe that it was fun and interesting. No. It was trash. Yeah. It yeah. was a lot of misogynistic stuff. 
and a lot of like hyper capitalistic stuff and racist tropes and as people who grew up getting out of the 90s i guarantee you we were much better off since then yeah the 90s were trash so i would give it a puff simply for posterity's sake this this could like you could watch this like this is like in a film class. <laughs> this is like when you when you break open that uh, that shoebox that Grandpa had under under the bed, and you're smoking yeah. some of that 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 1960s weed, and it's not good, but you do know what it was to smoke weed in the 60s. KK, no. This is what it is. That's what it is. It's not good. You're it's right. It's just like okay. how it was. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can dig that. But, yeah, I, I gotta give it a pass. Okay. But, cool. I mean, I would say that, you know, we gave it one puff up, one puff down. Like, maybe... It's, I think it's worth a watch. Maybe it's worth a watch, you know? Don't watch it with your kids. No, don't watch it with your kids. Or at least have a conversation with them about it. And, if anything, I would watch it with your... Maybe, no, I mean, no, I don't... No, no, no. I guess I'm saying, like, seeing a movie like this reminds us of why we should talk to kids about how this behavior isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it is important to talk to kids about, like, what it, like what healthy relationships look like, you know? Yeah, this but is like, definitely, <laughs> like, a PG movie. Plus, 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 PG, G, G, G. I don't this, know. This wouldn't be made. Yeah. But, like, talk to your kids about healthy relationships. Just, like, yeah. I don't know. Just Blank do it. Checks, Blank check has none of them. No healthy relationships. No. Don't watch it with chills. But thank you guys so much for joining us again. Back to Mickey Mouse Greenhouse Season 2. We are so happy to have you here. And we're ready to get into so many decoms. Mm-hmm. Um, we're ready to try new stuff. Are we thinking about, like, maybe branching out from decoms like and I maybe mean, doing more movies like have. this we already yeah. have so okay. <laughs> we're gonna do that more maybe experiment with new music you know or mm. we may just start lying to you you know we may no. just start making stuff up kk whatever so, i won't let him don't worry so <laughs> so whatever we do just make just make sure that you guys uh you know share and if you enjoy it, like, just to give us suggestions, mm-hmm. let us know what you guys want to see on the Instagram, mm-hmm. and we'll I was like, it. okay, this is also something we haven't talked about. I'm running this by you right now. You can cut it out if you want. But I'm like, could we start a TikTok channel? <laughs> And here's why. Here's why. Because I know, so just so you guys know, KK has, like, asked me a few times if I would be interested in recording, like, like doing a video component. And I've always said no, because I feel like it's a lot of pressure. Like, I feel like I would have to, like, do my makeup and, like, think about how I look in addition to just, like, the content. And so, I don't really want to do, like, a whole video show, but I think, like, funny, like, 10-second TikToks could be cool. (laughs) I don't know. TikTok is the ops. <laughs> um, you're right. You're right. We yeah. can't talk about it. It's already... TikTok is the ops. <laughs> anyway, that's been The Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And uh, we will see you guys in a week. Yeah. Bye, friends. <laughs>